0: Uh, running for 17th U.S. congressional district. Good to hear from Judge Joe McGraw again. Hey, good morning. How are you?
1: I'm good, sir. How about yourself?
0: I'm I'm all right. Uh, I'm I'm kind of I don't know about you, but I'm kind of waiting for spring to settle in.
1: <clears throat> well, you know, we're being teased right now. It's a little <laughs> bit of spring, aren't we, Tom?
0: Yes, we are. Hey, we had a conversation with you a couple of weeks back, and before we find out a few more details, I wanted to do a, uh, do a quick review and give people a little bit of history about Judge Joe. Thanks, Tom. I decided to run for United States
1: Congress in the 17th Congressional District uh, after I retired from um, almost 22 years on the circuit court bench up in Rockford. I was the uh, presiding judge of the criminal division for about 15, 20 years, and also the chief judge. And so connected with all the other chief judges around the state um, to uh, discuss challenges to the judicial system and uh, work with the legislature and the Supreme Court trying to address those. But it was during my time on the bench, I saw all the consequences of Biden's failed open border policy and uh, and the just the impact his administration and the Democrats that support him were having on our country. And they're moving us in the wrong direction. I have five kids, uh, two grandkids are married, uh, 33 years. And I, my wife and I talked about it, prayed about it and said, uh, we can't sit this one out. We have to, you know, instead of going to Florida like everyone else, uh, we're going to stick it out and fight the fight here in the 17th congressional district. And, Trying to bring back the freedoms and opportunities that we had growing up for our kids and our grandkids.
0: Wow, absolutely. And uh, you brought up the border there. And uh, before we went on the air, you uh, mentioned that uh, what well, you were down there is uh, just as recent as this week. Uh, what, what's your evaluation? Yeah, what went down originally in October of last year, Tom, and I uh, was down there on
1: Monday and Tuesday of this week again. Um, my evaluation, uh, I would say, is that it's worse than you can imagine. Um, it, I thought it was mind-blowing when I was there in October, but now uh, the situation's even become more complex and more dangerous um, with the uh, waves and waves of undocumented people coming across. And you can add to that now uh, uh, military-age males from countries that are state sponsors of terror and you can add to that uh military-age males unaccompanied from communist china that are coming across our borders every single day in addition to uh you know the child trafficking the human trafficking in addition to all the fentanyl and and uh meth that's um, manufactured in china and distributed uh, through the southern border for american consumption only and uh, that those numbers continue to escalate the deaths uh, and the crimes committed against Americans. So uh, it, we're not winning that battle, Tom. It's, uh, we're continuing to lose it and lose it big.
0: So uh, when you were down there, did, uh, did you have any conversations with any other elected officials or any maybe uh, some, uh, you know, Border Patrol agents? Sure did. Uh, spoke with a retired, uh, recently retired
1: uh, and just October uh, one of the border patrol commanders um, and now they're unmuzzled. you know, they can say what they want. Uh, and uh, they have been given pretty much a stand down order by the Biden administration. Uh, they really cannot uh, do anything to deter the influx of people. Um, the people that come across uh, come in two categories. One is the, uh, uh, the give-ups, uh, those are people from, you know, Central America, and they just sit down and they cross the border and say, take me into custody. Uh, and so there's a very, very perfunctory um, screening of those people. and They get a court date to appear before an administrative judge four, five, six, seven, eight years in the future. In the meantime, they're a large in the U.S. with no accountability, and we don't know who they are. Uh, and on top of that, um, you know, the military age males of the uh, Border Patrol, uh, seeing a huge increase in that, especially from Middle Eastern countries and seeing this recent phenomena of all the uh, Chinese communists coming in. You know, you don't get to leave communist China and fly to Mexico uh, without the Communist Party's permission. And these are all military age, unaccompanied men. And uh, what I noticed um they don't speak any English at all but they all know where they want to go they can speak one word in English and and that's the name of the city where they want to go and that's not all the same places so uh, you can just draw your own conclusions as to whether or not they're um, here on direct orders from the Communist Party to do harm to us Uh, cyber attacks um, they've committed so many cyber attacks against us Uh, they're militarily aggressive regarding Taiwan, regarding uh, so many areas. And they are our enemies. Economically, they're our enemy. And militarily, they're our en- enemy. And to have these undocumented males from communist China coming in with no idea of the, what their real identity is because they shred their IDs. So when they, when they come across the border, Tom, they have no passports, no ID cards. Um, and uh, they fly into Mexicali they take a tour bus, you know. believe it or not, a tour bus on this highway in Mexico that's about two miles from the border, and you can see the highway in the distance. Hmm. And then they just have someone escort them across the hill and dale till they get to the end of the border wall there where it ends, literally ends, um, and then they saunter across.
0: Oh my. Once again, we're on the phone with Judge Joe McGraw. Uh, running for 17th U.S. Congressional District. Well, Judge, while you're done, I, I know you talked to a couple of officials, and I, I know we hear a lot about, uh, you know, the expanse into, uh, well, they consider every uh, state now a border state, and we hear what's happening in Chicago. Did you encounter any any uh, people that live uh, either in Phoenix or Yuma or Arizona? Did uh, they uh, convey any information to you? Yes. Uh, we talked
1: uh, to uh, the uh, county supervisor, Uh, in the Yuma area, and sort of like, I guess you think of him as sort of like the head of the county board, so to speak, but with a lot more administrative powers, and, you know, he uh, told us about um, all of the impacts um, on the area, you know, for example, um, the hospital in Yuma is a level one trauma center, but uh, Americans can't use it because it's literally overwhelmed with the alien influx every day. Uh, There's no room in the end, no room in the hospital for Americans. They have to drive 80 miles away to the next nearest hospital in Arizona if they need medical care, because the hospital is completely overrun treating illegals every day. And think of it like waves on the seashore. They just keep coming and coming and coming. And, uh, As of last year, in 2023, uh, they'd spent, hospitals spent $26 million uh, on caring for illegals. And uh, they, of course, have no insurance, uh, no nothing. And the federal government reimbursed them a total of $50,000 for all the care that they're required to give. And the medical director of the hospital, Said that this is a threat to their continuing uh, financial uh, fiscal viability, and
0: not to mention the fact that the
1: hospital isn't
0: available to Americans now. Well, when I uh, hear you uh, mention that going on in Arizona, and then I get a little bit concerned, uh, knowing that uh, here in state of Illinois, we've had yeah. we've had numerous medical facilities that have closed or in some sort of uh, you know, uh, financial uh, distress here. And if, uh, you know, that uh, was the case, the same as human Arizona, if that happened here, it'd be devastating.
1: Yeah. And, and, and what uh, we notice, even here uh, in Rockford, where I, I live with my family, um, every community is a border community. And what's not statistically compiled is all their impact on social services and like social services are completely overrun in Yuma. That's, that's having, uh, an added burden here school systems. Um, they don't keep track of, you know, um, illegal aliens, uh, joining the school system. But one of the ways to kind of monitor that is the number of, uh, uh enrollment in classes of English as a second language, uh, so that's just one of the ways you might be able to monitor the impact, uh, the influx in the school systems, influx healthcare and everything else. And, you know, speaking of medical treatment, uh, it's, uh, that's you know, a big issue in this campaign, uh, because of the expense and inflation of the Biden administration and the, all the regulations associated with Obamacare. But, uh, guess what? For those that come across the border illegally in Illinois, they get free healthcare. Free. Uh, Tom, do you have free health care? I do not. Yeah, you know, neither do I, and neither do our veterans. Uh, no one in Illinois gets free health care. But you know we the taxpayers, are picking up the tab uh, for those that are here illegally, and they're getting uh, premium health care with no copay, no deductible, no premium. Uh, and that makes uh, health care more expensive for the rest of us because, uh, someone's got to pay for it. So we're paying for it uh, through m- m- misallocation of taxpayer funds and insurance companies raising the rates to compensate for all the, un- and hospitals raising the rates
0: for all the uncompensated treatment they're forced to give. Once again, we're on the phone with Judge Joe McGraw. uh giving a run for the 17th U.S. Congressional District here in Illinois. Well, we talked a lot about the border. Uh, what are a couple of the other uh, priorities that uh, you, uh, rise to the top, Judge? Yeah,
1: that the border's on everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually the, the, the first thing that comes up. And the second thing that comes up is a close second. It's uh, the economy, because uh, I'm not sure where some people are getting their information saying, oh, like uh, – we have all these jobs and there's this recovery going on. Um, people aren't experiencing it at the grocery store. They're not experiencing it uh, at the gas pump and they're not experiencing it uh, when they're uh, going to rent uh, a place. Uh, and they certainly are having an impact on the ability of first-time homebuyers to get a home because of the high interest rates. So when you have inflationary spending uh, by the government and borrowing money at higher interest rates, they're just printing more dollars, and uh, that affects every family uh, in the district. Um, two, you're paying more for a family of four for the basic services, almost almost $12,000. I think it's 11,600 is the average for everything that you got two years ago. Uh, so unless you got a $12,000 pay raise in the last two years, that means you took a $12,000 pay cut and uh, families are struggling. Uh, Credit card balances are uh, higher than ever. Defaults are higher than ever. Um, People are locked into their living situation. Let's say they're in a starter home and they want to move up. They can't because of the high interest rates, so they're not selling their starter home. And people that are in a renter's trap of they want to move out and get their starter home can't do it because there's no uh, inventory available because of the high interest rates and between that and um you know China's influence on the economy uh um and I can go on uh th- these are the direct influences that are are touching people every day and believe me they're ready for a change they are ready for a change the current administration has taken the country in the absolute wrong direction and everyone senses it uh all the way down to what's happening to kids in our schools, the way they're being hypersexualized with uh, uh, transgender and parents' rights um, being uh, undermined left and right. People know America's going in the wrong direction, Tom. They're looking for somebody to stand up for their values, the values of the 17th, and bring those to Washington and not bring Washington agendas back to the 17th.
0: Well, Judge, I uh, I really, uh, I, I see you have, uh, I don't know if you had this uh, last time we got together, but you have a slogan out now. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, one of us fighting for us, Tom. And that's uh, kind of a guiding light for me as I think about what my role is. Um, you know, my, my dad uh, uh, and his uncles had a horseshoe manufacturing business up until the 80s, and I worked by the forge with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, making horseshoes for harness racers, and grew up in a blue-collar home, and my dad was a World War II vet, and my mom served also, and they taught us three values, you know, that we still live by and raised our kids with, and that's love God, love your family, and love your country, and when I think about uh, the wrong-headed agenda of the Democratic Party and uh, Eric Sorensen has rubber-stamped everything Biden has done. He doesn't represent us, does not represent our values. He's a radical in every way. Um, Whether well, you're talking about environmentalism or energy or uh, other issues that he's radical about. And so I just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to Washington to fight for us, you know, our values, our way of life. People that bounce their checkbooks, go to work every day pay their bills, you know, take care of their kids, and just want freedom and opportunity uh, the way we had it when we were
0: growing up. And those are our values, and I'm, and I'm going there to fight for us. Right, absolutely. Uh, Judge, we've got early voting going on, but uh, we haven't up until uh, March 19th. Yeah, March 19th is the
1: primary, so I'm hoping your voters will uh vote for me on March 19th at the primary. Uh, If they need information about uh, me and my campaign, they can go to judgejoeforcongress.com. That's our website, judgejoeforcongress.com. And if they want to see what we've been up to, uh, they can go on social media uh, to Judge Joe McGraw at Twitter or Facebook, and um, they can kind of follow what we're doing day to day, and we've been getting out all across the district.
0: Absolutely. All right. We've been on the phone visiting with Judge Joe McGraw. Uh, going forward, 17th U.S. Congressional District. Judge, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Tom. I look forward to doing it in person next
1: time I'm down there.
0: Absolutely. Thanks again. Well, how'd you like that?